Welcome to the island. I am your host, Albert Samuel, and today we are going to have a wonderful historical lesson. And if you're anything like me, you're going to enjoy this historical lesson because I am a huge history buff. I love looking at history. I don't I don't go back just to be like, oh man, history back in the day was so great, but I just like studying and looking at history to see if we are truly going to repeat something that we should never be repeating. And I'm going to take everyone down a journey with this. And this journey starts in Europe. And when I'm done, I'm going to let you know really what's going on. I know that's very vague, but I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. Uh, This is... Again, something historical, and if we compare it to what's going on right now, it will blow your mind. It will completely blow your mind. So now, let's go down this journey together. And Like I said a few minutes ago, this started in Europe, and I want to know if y'all... Everyone out there who's listening can see the parallels that are going on right now and see, are we about to collapse just like this, basically. Now, let's go down this historical line. There's this great, great empire going on in Europe, all over Europe, Spain, um, everywhere, you name it, France, you, you Name, name the city, name the, the part of Europe that you want. It is there, and it is blowing up. And they want to bring this over to a western, westernized area across the ocean. And so they do. They begin, and they bring it across the ocean. And it becomes a very successful, booming thriving thing. It's so good that it's the fastest growing thing out there. And with this growing so much, more and more people want to get involved and get there and be a part of this phenomenon, this new idea of this nuance that's happening in the Western world. And it starts off with a very, very fantastic way. Very fantastic. Everyone's trying to get on board. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. However, slowly but surely, the minds that are at the top of this, they become corrupt. Corrupt to the core. Corrupt to the point to where they feel like they can get it done without the people who make it happen. These are the people at the top. The owners, it's per se. The, the president, per se. These are the big boys who are, who are moving the pieces. They don't care about the people who are actually doing the job. Making it strive. Making it strong. So, throughout time, and I'm going to give you these time periods in a little bit. But while this is going, like I said, things become corrupt. Gambling 
starts to invade itself. Organized crime starts to come in through that gambling. Through that gambling, things start to unfold. The main person at the top gets executed, assassinated, assassinated at the very top. Because as of right now, we really don't know why. And then through this assassination, a few years go by and things start to unravel. And with this unraveling, people are starting to become unsettled because the man at the top is now gone. And they don't know what's going on, but they do know that the money is still pouring in. But the money's pouring in no longer through the help of people wanting this, but through gambling and organized crime that infiltrated every ounce of this massive empire that's getting popular, more popular. And everyone is starting to get involved with it. Everyone wants to be in it. And that's where it starts to truly take a turn for the worse. Because now, instead of one guy, there's multiple people at the top now. And with all these people at the top wanting to do different things, all of a sudden, the workers become united and they go off and go out on a strike saying we will not take this because all y'all are doing is trying to fix things the way y'all want it done and can't have it that way this is this is an honest and a very honest place but through this gambling and through all of this 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 despicable organizations that are coming in and destroying what was good, the employees decided to go on a strike. Now, the people who are at the top, and these aren't the employees, I'm talking about the, the owners, the businessmen who are making the big bucks out of this, the people at the top, they start to say, you know what, I get these employees that we have, that we employed, are the best in the world. They are truly the best in the world. But we have this idea that because everyone wants to be involved, we no longer need these guys. If they want to go on strike, let them go on strike. We don't care. We will pay this person who's obviously not as good, but they'll still want to do the job. We'll pay them, but we're not going to pay them like we pay the most talented. We're just going to pay them, you know, a little bit, just, just enough to show that we can get by without these guys who basically grew the business. So that's what the big shots do. They start hiring other people. And through this, they, <laughs> they, they, they hire these guys who are nowhere near the talent nowhere near as good as the originals who are on strike. And then it waters down. So now we have an organization that started in one place in the globe, moved to the other side of the globe because it was booming. And through all of this, then the gambling and corruption and organized crime starts infiltrating into all. And through this, somebody decides to basically 
kill the man at the top that was trying to make it honest. However, the organized crime cities and crime mobs and things like that, they wanted a piece of the pie. And the only way they could get a piece of the pie is if they got rid of the person at the top, and so they did. And then everything starts warping into this craziness. The, the best of the best of the best employees that are there, they start going off saying we're going to go on strike because the working conditions are unfair because we are being harassed while we work. This, this is not, not how this is supposed to be at all. So again, we already have the thriving movement coming across from one side of the globe to the other. We already have the business starting to explode and everyone wants to get involved with it. And then the gambling. And then once you start bringing in the gambling, it starts to make the wildest things come true, the craziest things come true once you start putting gambling. And then not only this, when you try to keep this business honest, because you allowed, you're the one at the but because you allowed this gambling thing to come in, then you got other hands who want a piece of it. But they also want to be at the top. But you're trying to stay honest. But they know we can't really get this stuff moving unless this person steps down or they just completely get out of town. And so with gambling comes the organized crime, like I said, and with that organized crime Weird things start to happen, and they find this person basically, not even basically, they find him dead, assassinated. So now the other hands who have now been able to infiltrate their way to the top are now at the top. And everyone is basically, you guessed it, going at it to be number one. And with that comes unfair working conditions. With that comes the unfair working conditions. That the most talented employees of this, of this thriving business are like, yo, y'all are messing everything up. We have to unite. And so they did. And with them united, they go on strike. But you're, you're still thriving. You're still thriving with them going on strike. Because the demand is so high right now. It's so high and everyone wants to be a part of it. Even the people who have no real talent to be a part of it. But the talent is no longer there. They are on strike, on a picket line, boycotting, all that good stuff. And so the people who are fighting amongst themselves at the very top of the pyramid decide to, you know what, let's just get somebody who has no clue what they're doing. They kind of know a little bit about the business, so we really don't have to, you know, pay them as much as the talented. And so that's what they do. Thinking that was going to keep the business rolling. Slowly but surely, it doesn't. They stay on strike. The talent stays on strike. And you keep bringing in people that aren't as talented, but yet you can pay them less. And you think that's going to, you know, help you out. 
but at the same time, you're pocketing in all this other money, not to, not, not to, you know, not to just pocket it, but it's, you're doing it just for yourself. You just want to take in the extra revenue and you're putting it in your pocket. You're not taking this money and making the new employees better and getting them true training. Because why would you want to get true training when you're still bringing in masses amount of revenue? Why would you want to do that? And then instead of helping these guys, even the ones who are like, yo, we're, we're, we want to be just as good as the guys who are talented, but yet they're on strike. You basically tell them to shut up. You should be glad you're getting paid. And so eventually they do. And the people who are paying the mouse's amounts to make this business thrive stop putting in the money because the business, they can tell the quality is getting worse and worse and worse. But yet, you still refuse, or not you, but I should say the people at the top still refuse I'm not saying they have to give in to the demand of the most talented, but they don't give in to anything. They don't want to negotiate. We are at the top. We tell you what to do, and you just do it. We don't care about the harassment. We don't care about the poor working conditions. Just get out there and do your job, and if you don't want to, we don't care. We'll just hire somebody else, and that's exactly what they did. This lasted for a few years until it collapsed. The business loses everything. Basically becomes nothing. So much that no one even talks about this business ever again. It completely bottoms out. It goes bankrupt. Not even to the point to where they can try to fix it, but completely bankrupt. And everyone ends up taking their hand out of the cookie jar. And then when you look inside the cookie jar, all that's left is dust. Not even crumbs. It's just dust. So now let's go back through time. And now I'm going to give you actual timelines. Because what I told you is actually true. Like I said, this started in Europe. And it made its way over to the United States. It started in 1904. 1904. That is a very long time ago. Very long time ago. It started in 1904. It began to boom, completely boom, in the 1920s. It started to become very popular. Everybody wanted to be in this. The elites of elites, all of them. In the 1970s, it was truly skyrocketing. And I mean everybody was a part of this. All the elites, celebrities, famous people, other athletes from other, other places. This was the sport of highlight. This, some of y'all might even remember this name of this sport. Highlight was a massive sport. Tens of thousands of people wanted to go see this sport live. But as we all know, once you start to let corruption just sneak in there, it starts to get rotten to the core. And once it becomes rotten to the core, you have to have a person strong 
to take that rottenness and get it out of there. However, the person wasn't strong enough. Because to be honest with you, they should have never allowed gambling to infiltrate itself into the sport. It would have kept the sport pure. However, they allowed gambling to infiltrate into the sport. And all of a sudden, people start getting assassinated. The matches, the games began to become fixed. The players start to complaining of harassments. They start to complain of the working conditions of the sport. That it's not safe. But the people at the top did not care. So it's now in the 1970s. Like I said, it's booming. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in 1986, 1986, they go on strike. The most talented, the elite of the elite in the sport that actually bring in the money, these are the best of the best. People are coming to see them play. That's how the money is going in. And instead of just saying, you know, we're going to make the conditions better for y'all so y'all can keep this up. What do you need so y'all feel safe when y'all are competing? What do you need so y'all feel y'all have everything y'all need just in case someone accidentally gets hurt by accident? Instead of doing that, they go on strike and the people at the top say, screw you, we're just going to go over here and get people who basically, it's like pickup basketball. We're going to get the pickup basketball players and bring them in and start it up again. It's that popular. It's like the NBA. It's like the the players in the NBA, the, the association, National Basketball Association, it's just like all of those players decided to go on strike, and the owners instead saying, "You know what? Well, let's let's talk about this. Let's see what. Let's give and take. Let's negotiate." Instead, the owners go, "You know what? Forget y'all. Go on strike. Basketball's so popular, everyone plays it basically. So let's just find the pickup basketball people. You know those guys. Let's grab some of those guys and start paying them. We're not going to pay them as much as because you know LeBron James." Yeah. We're not going to pay him, these guys, that much. We're not going to pay the Steph, you know, we're not going to pay him like there's a Steph Curry out there. We're not going to pay him like that, like Kevin Durant. Because these are just pickup basketball players. And eventually, the sport gets watered down to the point to where no one truly starts to care about, you know, basketball. That's basically what this sport highlight just did. They said, forget the most talented we don't care. Y'all go on strike. We'll just get Jim Bob over here. You know, Jim Bob will do just as well as you, and we don't even have to pay him that much. But eventually it caught up. They stayed on strike for three years. My goodness. What would you do if your job went on strike for three years? Would you still survive? Would that business survive? I can guarantee you most businesses would completely crumble if their employees went on strike for three years. And that's what they did in Highlight. It went on strike. The strike ended in 1989. It ended. By the time 
1993 rolled around, nobody was talking about highlights. No one cared. There were still gyms around and still small arenas or you know around, but it started to dwindle. From having the massive crowds of tens of thousands, it dwindled down to maybe at best you have maybe a hundred people there. Maybe a hundred, if you're lucky. To the point now, in today's world, if you mention the sport, highlight, no one's going to know what you're talking about. Nobody. I believe ESPN even did a 30 for 30 on this. This exact sport. It's very interesting. Now, you might be sitting there and asking yourself, what does this have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with today and how things are unraveling today. Just look at it unravel today. Look at it. It's all you got to do. Take a step back and just look past your own nose. The people at the top, the very top, have become so corrupt in all of their doings that they do not care what truly happens to any of the working class. They've figured out, they figured out a way to still make money, to still be elite, to still be on top without truly having to actually give money to the working class, to the people that get their business rolling, to the people that made them successful. Because without these employees, these bright minds, the most talented people on their roster, they would still be nobody. Just think about that. So how long do you think this is going to last until it just unravels and crumbles? Before people start rising up, it doesn't matter what race they are. It doesn't matter what they believe in. It doesn't matter how they think. But when everyone starts coming together, what is going to happen? Will the elite stay corrupt? Or will they say, you know what, let's stop and sit down and talk about this. And let's see if we can finally agree that we have to make life for the everyday person better. And I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm not saying we got to take money from the elite people. I'm not saying that. However, what I am saying is something very more, very much more. Take care of one another. That's what I'm saying. Make sure that the working class that are actually putting money back in your pocket, that are buying your product, this working class, they still have legit, legit reasoning. Make sure they are safe, that they are still getting paid at a good rate, that you are not undervaluing their performance only because all you want to do is put more revenue back in your pocket because you decided you want another yacht. Does this sound familiar on what's going on right now? Now, throw in a pandemic while you're at it. Make people stay home while you're at it. Tell them you have to do something if you want to step out while you're at it. And you're going to get a complete disaster 
on your hands. And that is what's going on right now. And now they're just trying to say, you know what? We got to fix this really quick. And, it, and, and it, it's not just going on in the United States. Obviously, we can look at right now what's going on in Canada with, with the convoy of trucks. The freedom riders, the freedom truckers, they are boycotting basically right in front of their government doing blockades right in front of the government. And instead of saying, you know what, y'all are truckers, you're not really getting out of your truck. Sometimes you are, so let's, let's go like this. Let's agree to this. You don't have to wear a mask. If you don't want to be vaccinated, that is your choice. Don't get vaccinated. If you want to get vaccinated, go ahead and get vaccinated. That is your choice. However, if a business says that you have to wear a mask, when you step in their business on their property, then just put on a mask. But when you're in your truck, no one cares. When you're driving up and down the road, no one cares. We're just going to ask you to, you know, agree to when you're going inside of a business that say, please wear a mask, you're going to put on a mask. Sounds very simple. No lockdowns, no blockades, no nothing. Sounds very simple, but yet it's not that simple. And eventually the same thing is going to roll over down to the great old United States of America because you already know we are the most entitled people on the place, on the face of the earth. I said place, but on the face of the earth. United States of America, us, we are the greatest, the greatest entitled people on the face of the earth. Period. We feel like we are entitled to anything without having to do anything. Just saying. How many of y'all love that stimulus check? There was a bunch of them that went out. More than one. More than one round. There was two, three. It was great. Right? Everybody's getting free money. Here you go. There's some money for you. Some money for you. Some money for you. And then all of a sudden, inflation now we're paying instead of just under $2 a gallon for gas, we're well over $3 a gallon for gas. There's hardly any meat on the shelves. There's hardly any food in the stores. Because, like I said, inflation, running out of chicken. And doggone it, we're Americans and we love our chicken. Doggone it. Bring it back. But yet... When they do, your chicken's no longer <laughs> what it was. It's about another $5 added on to that. This is what's going on right now. What played out in a sport called highlight, it's now playing out in our everyday lives as just regular working citizens of a country supposed to be the greatest country in the world supposed to be the land of the free, supposed to, if all you want to do is pursue something, pursue it rightfully. I'm not saying you're going to succeed, but my God, we will not stop you. However, that's not happening anymore. However, the working class, the best of the working class, we have belittled them to the point to where they're saying enough is enough. Pay me for what I'm worth. 
And the guys at the top, they've already figured it out. They figured it out. And I'm sorry to say this, but thank you, Barack Obama. When you were president, you showed them how to figure it out. By giving these major corporations bailouts. So in other words, these major people at the top of the chain was still bringing in money. And all they did was recycle the government's money back into their own pocket to create more things so you can buy it to give them back more money into their pocket. Basically, they didn't need the working class. That's what they're saying. But slowly but surely, eventually it's going to catch up to them to where they're going to have to realize we actually need people to do the job. And we're going to have to give them the means to take care of themselves to do the job. And you're asking, where is this corruption part outside of the government? Well, it's pretty easy. It's very easy to realize. Look at these stimulus checks. Basically, a lot of people are getting paid to stay home. And it has nothing to do with a disability, a sickness, anything like that. They're saying it's a part of a sickness, but they're not really sick. They're basically being told to stay home and we'll give you this stimulus check. Here's some free money from the government. Here you go. You got it. And with this free money, everyone gets happy, but then they don't realize that the free money is not really free. You got to go out and buy things. And when you go out and use this money that came to you for free, the prices on the things for necessities so you can live at your everyday life, those prices have gone up. You see, all they did was give you money to make the richer even richer so they can hike up the prices. And now everyone's now truly looking for a handout. And those who want to go back to work and get another job or just get a better job or just get something going for themselves, basically. These people at the top, they're saying, yeah, we're going to give you more money. However, they got rid of the people who they actually had to give more money to, but they're hiring you even though you're making a little bit more, you're not going to get paid what you really should be getting paid. You're just happy because you're making a little bit more money. How long do you think that's going to last before it all crumbles under your own feet? It can't last. This is, this is history going in a circle. We see this in the great empires throughout the world, throughout history, this goes on and on and on and on, and it keeps crumbling. If you've ever noticed, these massive great empires do not crumble from outside forces. They crumble from within, and that's what takes away their entire power because they crumble from within. They don't crumble because something came in. They crumbled from within, and eventually the people are going to have to wake up. And actually say, you will not do this to us anymore. Everyone's going to have to come together. Actually come together. To make this work. To get this back to what it should be. But all you need is one little chain leak. Messed up. And the entire thing's going to collapse. We already know the top is corrupt. We already know it. And the only way to make it uncorrupt. Or to get the... The virus, lack of a better word to say, we're going through a pandemic, supposedly still.
But to get the rottenness out, it's going to have to get to work. You're going to have to work together. And you're going to have to become one of the same mind. This is the only way it's going to work. Let's not, this, let's not have this great nation called the United States of America fall. Let's not do that. Let's not have this nation, the United States of America, basically become highlighted. I'm your host, Alvis Samuel, and thank you for listening to The Island Podcast. You can catch it anywhere, Spotify, you name it. I'm everywhere. This podcast is everywhere except on Facebook because they they took down the Facebook page basically because I'm Yes, I'm controversial. I don't know. I don't care. However, if you haven't heard the previous episodes, get caught up. This is part of a series called A Fallen Nation. And yes, there's going to be another episode on this. And that's going to be the biggest controversial episode I've ever done. Basically, it's erasing the past to repeat it on purpose. Again, I am your host, Alvin Samuel. Thank you for listening to 